This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by Let'sTalkIdeas.org, your budget-friendly custom design firm in Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Monkeypox, U.S. declares outbreak a public health emergency. United Nations head whip oil companies for making massive profits on backs of poor people. Brazil court overturns conviction of four men found guilty of club fire that killed 242 people people. It's election day in St. Kitts and Nevis. U.S. Economic Development Administration assigned $6.7 million to Puerto Rico for job training. Cuba more than quadruples dollar peso exchange rate and six new species of miniature frogs discovered in Mexico. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Friday, August 5th. We start a report today with a look at the U.S. Declaration on Monkeypox. St. Lucia Times reports that the U.S. government has declared the monkeypox outbreak a public health emergency following a spike in cases. The decision will speed up the distribution of vaccines, treatment, and federal resources to curb the spread of the virus. It comes after the World Health Organization issued its highest emergency alert following a worldwide surge in cases. Cases have topped 6,600 in the United States, according to health officials. A quarter of these cases have appeared in the state of New York, which declared its own state of emergency over the disease last week. The two states with the next highest caseloads are California and Illinois, declared states of emergencies earlier this week. The Department of Health and Human Services for the United States said last week that it has ordered more than 5 million more doses to deliver until next May. Friday News reports that Secretary General of the United Nations Antonio Guterres has slammed fossil fuel companies for the excessive and immoral profits they made during the energy crisis sparked by Russian-Ukraine war. The Secretary General issued a stern call for the massive gains of these firms to be taxed and the money returned to the vulnerable citizens to help them weather the financial storm. During the conference of parties to the Treaty on the Non-Proliferation of Nuclear Weapons at the United Nations in New York City on August 1, 2022, Guterres said it is immoral for oil and gas companies to be making record profits on the backs of the poorest people and communities at the massive cost to the climate. The Secretary General said the combined profits of the largest energy companies in the first quarter of this year are close to 100 billion U.S. dollars. In fact, Crowder News Research found that oil majors such as ExxonMobil, Chevron Shell, and Total Energies produced a combined profit of 51 billion U.S. dollars in the most recent quarter. The U.N. chief said, I therefore urge all governments to tax these excessive profits and use the funds to support the most vulnerable people through these difficult times. I urge people everywhere to send a clear message to the fossil fuel industry that their financiers, that this grotesque greed is punishing the poorest and most vulnerable people while destroying our own common home the planet. In America, companies face a 50% 
25% windfall tax on their mega profits, while a 25% is applied to energy firms in the United Kingdom. Trinidad and Tobago said in February that it would be strengthening its legislative framework in an effort to net more gains being made by oil companies during the energy crisis. Guyana is the only country thus far that stands out as the exception on this matter. After giving away major tax concessions and favorable exemptions in a 2016 striper block production sharing agreement to ExxonMobil and its partners, authorities have said there is no interest in going after a windfall tax. They reason that upsetting the deal or mood of the investment climate is not part of the administration's modus operandi. Sinkitz and Nevis Observer reports that a court in Brazil has overturned a conviction of four men who were sentenced to long terms in prison over a deadly nightclub fire. The blaze in the Kiss nightclub in the southeastern city of Santa Maria in 2013 killed 242 people. It erupted when a band playing at the club lit flares, which in turn ignited the ceiling. In 2021, two band members and two owners of the club were found guilty of murder and attempted murder. They received sentences ranging between 18 and 22 years in jail. But on Wednesday, a court made up of three judges in the state of Rio Grande do Sul ruled 2-1 to one to overturn their conviction, saying there had been irregularities in the trial's jury selection. Most of the victims were killed by toxic fumes produced by the burning insulation foam. There were hundreds of young people in the overcrowded club at the time. Poor signage and the fact that there were only two exits meant that 600 were injured as well as 242 killed. Ketitions and evictions, Sinkits and Nevis are back to the polls looking to elect the government for the next five years. In 2020, Team Unity, led by Dr. Timothy Harris, won nine of 11 seats. Three major parties will be contesting the elections across 11 constituencies. WIC News reports that Antigua and Barbuda Prime Minister Gaston Brown and Uganda Ambassador Irinio Namboka spoke extensively on the fight for repatriations reparatory justice, climate justice, and the growing relationship between CARICOM and the African Union. Joining the diplomatic meeting and greeting were Chairman of Antigua and Barbuda Repatriation Support Commission, Antigua and Barbuda's Ambassador and Vice Chair of the Antigua and Barbuda Repatriation Support Commission, Ambassador Anthony Liverpool. The courtesy visit concluded with a commitment by Prime Minister Brown to continue his call for repatriations, repertory justice, and climate justice in international fora. Sinkitz Nevis Observer via Riders reports that Cuba announced it will begin purchasing on Thursday dollars and other convertible currencies at nearly five times the current rate in an effort to undercut the informal money market and capture the funds. Central Bank President Marta Wilson-Gonzalez, appearing on state-run television 
on Wednesday evening said the state-run banking system had a new set rate of 120 pesos to the dollar compared to the official fixed rate of 24 pesos and 115 pesos on the informal market, according to independent online news outlet El Tuque Traca, the most widely watched in the country. Gonzalez said that the new rate would float and did not apply to most activities of the state-dominated economy, which would still operate at the fixed rate in effect for more than 18 months. Cuba stopped accepting dollars in 2020, citing U.S. sanctions and stopped selling convertible currencies for peso to the public soon after, stating it simply did not have the cash. Economy Minister Alejandro Gil, appearing with the central bank president on Wednesday, said in the near future he hoped to resume currency exchanges, but the first step would be capturing the informal market. Today, there is a high level of foreign currency that is entering the country that is not being captured by the national financial system, he said. Hit by harsh new U.S. sanctions, the pandemic, and current high international prices for goods and shipping, the near-bankrupt import-dependent economy grew 1.3% last year after declining 10.9% in 2020. Shortage of food, medicine, fuel, and now electricity have led to scattered protests in recent months. News is My Business reports that the U.S. Economic Development Administration announced it had assigned $6.7 million to Latino civil rights and advocacy organization Unidos U.S. to work with Puerto Rico-based One Stop Career Center to offer job training for the construction and aerospace industries. The goal is to connect 660 job seekers to the growing construction industry as well as the rapid emerging mechanical aviation sector, Unidos U.S. explained in its proposal to the EDA for the project. It calls the Unidos U.S. Good Jobs Challenge. The program will provide training specifically for future pipe fitters, steam fitters, electricians, and as aircraft mechanics. Unidos UX explained that it partnered with One Stop Career Center of Puerto Rico because they have the deep expertise in meeting the needs of workers and employers. Their workforce system are well positioned to support the proposed project, and there is strong buy-in from a diversity of partners for the project. As a part of the proposal, One Stop Career Center signed memorandums of understanding with seven local workforce forces development areas. Aside from those partnerships, the One Stop Career Center also has relationships with the Department of Economic Development and Commerce, multiple employers, Luthanza Technic Puerto Rico LLC, Custom Homes, and MFS Construction and the University of Puerto Rico. Luthanza has committed to hiring at least 60 workers, while Custom Homes and MFS have committed to hiring between 30 and 40 job seekers from the proposed project. The Sinkitz Nevis Observer reports that six new species of miniature frogs have been discovered in the forests of Mexico. The species are so tiny that they fit on top a British 50-piece 
coin with lots of room to spare. They're among the smallest frogs in the world and are no larger than 15 millimeters or 0.6 inches. They were undetected for so long due to their small stature, coloring, and their similarity to existing species. The species were not widespread across the country and are mostly found in pine oak forests in the Sierra Madre del Sur region in southern Mexico. Scientists want the species to be classified as endangered because the frog's habitat is declining in quality and they haven't been found in many regions. Scientists at the University of Texas in Arlington and researchers from the University of Cambridge and London's Natural History Museum made the discovery. And finally, Antigua Newsroom reports that Antigua's carnival returned after two years with all its vibrancy and energy. The Caribbean's greatest summer festival was held July 27 to August 2, 2022. Amongst those spotted on Carnival Monday dancing to soca and steel pan music under the summer sun were American male model and 2022 Elvis actor Alton Mason and social media travel influencer and model Tanika Renee Henry. Alton, who portrays musical icon Little Richard in the 2022 Elvis film, wore a golden costume and was seen showing off his stealth dance moves as his feet sparkled in diamond-studded boots. The influencers were also spotted on social media enjoying themselves throughout Antigua. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. And to share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Friday, August 5th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.